three, two, one. I'm Brian Rector. I'm Gus Erickson. And I'm Hayden Nichols. And today, we're doing things a little bit differently, as per usual. We're taking it uh, outdoors here. And uh, although, of course, you guys don't know that because we're online here. But here's the deal. We're with four-year varsity athlete, Sydney Burns, who just recently committed to UC Davis. And uh, Sydney, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do around high school? Um, I'm only at three years right um, now whoops. with the, the current, yeah, <laughs> back <right>. check. <laughs> well, um, I'm Sydney Burns and, um, I go to Wilsonville High School. I'm a senior now and I think my most, uh, uh, my favorite feat at Wilsonville High School is auditioning for the fall musical my junior year <laughs> and getting rejected. What musical was that, Sydney? Cinderella, I think. Interesting. Wait, yeah, la- it was last year, so I think it was Cinderella. So what you're telling us is, alongside your talents on the basketball floor, you're also very talented in the drama department. I wish, but I did get rejected, so I don't think, I don't think the Fitz or Cats thought I was very talented in well, the singing department. They wanted Shame to keep you focused on basketball. I think Fitz had yeah. had your greater plan in mind. I think he understood that, yeah. I think he was, yeah. It was a it was a long long term decision he made for me. Exactly. Yeah. No distractions. <laughs> you guys uh, have any questions you want to throw at Sydney? So Sydney, I was just wondering what was kind of walk us through the recruiting process a little bit. Obviously, UC Davis is a really nice school to go to. I mean, definitely one of the best of the schools that kids committed to just recently, Thank you. but. What was that kind of like with the recruiting? And did you get looks from any other schools that you'd like to name drop? Um, well, so the beginning of my recruiting process was pretty normal because it started like the September of my junior year when schools were allowed to reach out to me. So up until March, everything was normal where I was like um, schools were able to call me and I could call them at any time or whatever. Um, but then there were like a couple shutdowns and really the only drawback for me and like other seniors in the recruiting process was like less visibility. And like if I had spring tournaments, cause those got canceled and then I was, wasn't able to go on any other visits um, that like I was planning to go on in the spring or like fall of this year. So what were some, were the only big what drawbacks. were some other schools that you were planning to visit if you had oh, any actually planned? Um, um, I think I was going to go um, visit Air Force and um, Loyola Marymount. Oh, okay. And um, had you already visited UC Davis before all this kind of went down? I did. I For some reason, I um, planned a trip with my mom to visit over a weekend um, in February. So the month oh, before everything yeah. shut down, which is the like craziest time Great that timing, yeah. we decided to go, but it was an unofficial visit. So it was just like a day and I just met the team. I didn't really spend much time with them, but, um, it was really great to see the campus and it made a really big difference mm-hmm. to see people there. So something too, that I'm interested in, um, through this whole process is the fact that you've stayed really involved with your club team. Um, and I know that like recently you guys just had a trip and had a tournament. So can you talk about what that has done for your game and even otherwise? Yeah. I mean, like right now, the only like thing I can do with basketball is pretty much with my club team or like playing pickup with people. Hayden knows um, that 
playing pickup with people um, or just like trying to find a gym indoor or outdoor right now. But um, we've had a couple tournaments in Arizona because it's really open right now. And we've played some really good teams with girls that are committed to power five schools and like just really like really cool, great athletes, which has been really um, cool to see like the competition and the speed of the game has been so different um, than what I would be in high school right now. So, too, I think uh, looking at it from the Wilsonville level individually, um, how would you say the uh, practice plans and obviously the first season's ended, um, but how would you say the uh, Wilsonville season started and how did that go? Um, I think, uh, I guess we started pretty strong. There were smiles under masks, I think, at practice and stuff. I think we were all really excited to see each other again. Um, no matter, like, the outcome of a possible season two or season three, like, whatever that plan is. But I think, like, for – I think we had some really good numbers, and especially, like, kids going to – girls going to play basketball at um, an elementary school outdoor when it's, like, 50 degrees outside. With the numbers we got, I think it's pretty impressive. So we just had fun the first season, and I think that might be all we get. So it was worth it. And uh, I guess the last thing, if you guys have anything to uh, ask, uh, I think now would be a good time if you guys have any last-minute questions. Sydney, what do you think uh, – obviously, you've been in pretty close contact with the UC Davis coaches, I'm sure. What do you think your role is going to be going in as a freshman? I mean, are you going to be battling for a starting spot, or do you kind of know you'll be, be behind a senior, or what's the situation there? Yeah, it's pretty interesting because when I was getting recruited by UC Davis, their coach told me that they really try and um, recruit point guards to come in like every two years so that there's an older one and like a younger one with less experience. Mm -hmm. And so since the NCAA allowed everyone or seniors another year of eligibility, I'll be coming in behind two point guards instead of one point guard, which I was like, which I and like the coach were originally um, thinking about. So I'll have a lot to fight for my first year because mm-hmm. um, I'll have like a five-year or, or I'll have a returning senior point guard and then I'll have a um, third or a, yeah a returning sophomore like a redshirt sophomore point guard so I think I'll have a lot I definitely have a lot to learn freshman year mm-hmm. um, and I'll have to fight for any kind of time I can get yeah. which is exciting and yeah, it'll be really fun to see how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you considering redshirting, or are you just gonna play? Um, I think that just like matters academically, like what I want to do at at um, Davis because I'm looking to go into physical therapy, and they they have some good undergrad um, courses for me to take, but they don't have the like um, they don't have. They're not well known for like a physical therapy or like kinesiology um, courses, so I think it'll all depend on where I'm planning to go. Because for girls basketball, I think um, like going to school it, to play sports and like is a lot more important about the school side than the athletic side. Because I don't know if my body could handle five years yeah. at like yeah. a high level that makes like sense. guys can. Yeah, gotta be honest. <laughs> Gotta be brutally <laughs> honest there. Um, thank you for your time, sir. Yeah, thank and, you guys. Uh, we've appreciated the input, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Sydney. Thank you, Sydney. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks, Sydney. <laughs>
Well, there was Sydney Burns, senior point guard for the Wilsonville girls basketball team. And uh, what do you guys think? Did you uh, feel that was a good conversation? Yeah, I thought it was yeah, really cool so. to kind of hear about that recruiting experience from someone that has gone through it. I think it's a really cool thing to look at from the outside for sure. Absolutely. And uh, let's, you know, um, get back on track with our college and uh, pro things that we want to talk about. So uh, college or pro football, which uh, do you guys want to hit first? Hayden, I, I, I do want to hear uh, maybe laid out on the podcast some, some of your Justin Herbert thoughts. How do you think he performed on Sunday versus past weeks? Well, I feel like I feel like he didn't have a bad performance. I feel like the Chargers coaching staff is holding him back a great deal because they're absolutely awful, like horrible. And so I feel like it's really hard for me to really judge him. I mean, obviously he's been great, but I feel like last week was – not a great read on it playing against a very good Bills team with the terrible coaching staff he yeah. has. So, you know, I mean, how do you feel about the Raiders? Though, yeah, first? my my Raiders had a very tough game coming off a close loss to KC and already beating them earlier in the year. We're, we were really looking primed for that wild card spot, but now it's like you get completely blown out by a three and seven team. It's, it's hard to say what the trajectory is from here, but. We do statistically have one of the easiest uh, schedules left in the AFC, which is always in our favor. But we'll yep. see. How- Can we talk about how bad the Falcons are for a second? Yeah, it was- the Falcons <laughs> lost a ball game because literally their guy fell into the end zone when he was trying to down it. Yeah, to end the game. That like, was like that was one of the craziest clips I've ever seen. Like. Like how mad they are that he scored, and how happy that, uh, how mad his team is that he scored, and how happy the other team is that he scored. Like, you you never really see that. Yeah, it was unheard. Such of. a weird scenario. I mean, the football IQ to make that mistake is beyond low. Yeah. I mean, I can't even describe how low that is. And then and they put up forty points on the Raiders, so that was. Crazy. And the Raiders are a solid team. Yeah, it makes no. I mean, sense. they just. I, they just were playing so sloppy. It was like, if you look at the stats of the game, it was like so many records of things that just went horribly wrong. Penalties, penalty yards, just a storm of horrible things. But then you got little Matt Ryan. Matty yeah, Ice, Matty Ice. Who continues to have odd breakout performances. Right, it's, yeah. Well, it's, it's something that is really hard to even like comprehend frankly yeah but, I, i'm sure his uh, fantasy owners were very happy last week speaking of fantasy team, owners Tyree yeah Hill. seriously oh my gosh listen to this gus i have tyree kill in your family's league right and he puts up 51.4 points and i score 89 for the week yeah like, i wow i, I had 180 league, points this week yeah Huh. Thanks to Tyreek. Thanks to Tyreek. Hmm. So, Brian, let's well, talk college basketball. How are you feeling? How was it? I'm feeling unbelievable. I'm on a new level every time around this year, or every year around this time, excuse me. I am over the moon just thinking every night about what games I'm going to watch mm-hmm. the next day. I mean, yeah. This is what it's all about. And considering a lot of the situation with the shortened uh, practice time and, and 
um, some teams having to drop out of certain tournaments because of COVID rules. We've had a crazy season already. I mean, you have the number four Virginia Cavaliers get knocked off by the San Francisco Dons. I mean, yeah. who is that, right? Yeah. And you're having the Richmond Spiders beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena. I mean, there are lots of crazy things happening. The new AP poll dropped today, and I'm very, very thrilled to see that things are happening and a unique set of teams are in the top 25. It's beautiful. I can't say too much other than I'm excited to watch my Spartans take on the Duke Blue Devils in primetime tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh, but uh, then, too, do we want to hit college football today? Yeah, I think yeah. college football has just been crazy this year with the self-implosion from the Pac-12 already. The Ducks oh. go down. Obviously, that was a big highlight from the weekend. Who saw that the coming at all? The Beavers. Nope. I mean, they're, the, they're two and two now. It's like, wow. And, Brian, you also know this as being a USC fan, a Pac-12 fan. It's every year that they have a team that has a playoff shot and they get killed from within. And it's like, you, you're never going to be able to crawl out of that as a conference when you're just getting knocked, like you're just getting upset by teams in your own conference. And that's not really seen many other places. Like take like Ohio state, the beast of the big 10, you never see them just all of a sudden get knocked off by a random big 10 team, which is what happens every year in the pac 12. So. It- Absolutely. I could not say any better. And as a result, we've had two total Pac-12 teams that was Oregon in 2014 and that was Washington in 2016 Mm -hmm. make the playoff and you say how is it that the quote-unquote conference of champions continues to struggle this mightily it doesn't make sense but I think uh, the interesting part um, alongside all this unique situation we found ourselves in is uh, the only other team who potentially has a shot, like remotely close to a chance in the Pac-12, is USC. And they probably won't even reach the plateau that they need in terms of total games played to even be considered. Now, are they so, um, are they still undefeated? Yeah, yeah. They're 3-0, and yeah. but they um, Eked out. canceled Eked out against wins. Colorado. Yeah, close and, games against Arizona State. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, one that looked close against um, Utah as well. They ended up pulling away, though, but I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be crazy because if they can't get over that plateau for even playing the right amount of games to uh, be put in that four-team playoff, I mean, it, they're snake bit. That's all you can And say. Unfortunately, I feel like the only really true exciting game to look forward to at this point is the ACC Championship in the rematch of Clemson-Notre Dame because Ohio State is slated to play, what, like Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship? Who has shown uh, flaws, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Losing to two and three Michigan State. And then, I mean, I guess with Florida playing Alabama in the SEC Championship, that'll probably be a good game. We'll see about that. But I think in the Big Ten it was weird because a couple teams got disqualified from the championship because they're not playing enough games, which is just like a weird thing to think about. That's never happened before. It's just a weird season in general. Yeah. It's all uncharted territory. And uh, we could talk about it for hours, but uh, I think we've reached a good time limit here. So I'm going to say probably we'll call it for this week. And uh, we'll come back strong. I know we have a few guests on the slate for next week. And 
if there's anything you guys would like to close with, it would be awesome. No, thanks, Brian. Yep. Thank you, Brian. And uh, thank you guys uh, for being here and uh, working so diligently to uh, working alongside me to help this show uh, mature and turn into what it has. And thank you to the audience. And uh, we'll come back to you guys next week with a great show. Yep. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks, everyone.